Welcome back to this episode of Hip Hop History. This week we are getting into Frederick J. Rubin, who was born in Long Beach, New York, and grew up near Lido Beach. His father, Mickey, a shoe wholesaler, and his mother, Linda, was a housewife. While a student at Long Beach High School, he befriended the school's audiovisual department director, Steve Freeman, who gave him a few lessons in guitar playing and songwriting. He then played in a band with his childhood friends, Mark Greenhut, Carlos Ferrero, and Joey Ferentine, performing at garage and school shows for town friends until a teacher helped him create a punk band called The Pricks. Their biggest claim to fame was being thrown off stage at CBGB after performing two songs for brawling with the heckling audience, a brawl which was instigated by friends of the band who had been instructed to do so to get the show shut down and create a buzz. Although he had no authority in New York City, Ruben's father traveled from Nassau County, New York to Manhattan wearing his Long Beach Auxiliary Police uniform as he attempted to quote-unquote shut down the show. During his senior year of high school, Ruben founded Def Jam Records using the school's four-track recorder. He moved on to form Hose, influenced by San Francisco's Flipper. In 1982, a Hose track became Def Jam's first release, a 45 7-inch vinyl single in a brown paper bag and no label. The band played in and around New York City punk scene, toured the Midwest and California, and played with seminal hardcore bands like Meat Puppets, Husker Du, Circle Jerks, Butthole Surfers, and Minor Threat, becoming friends with Fugazi frontman and Discord Records owner Ian McKay. The band broke up in 1984 as Ruben's passion moved towards the NYC hip-hop scene. Having befriended Zulu Nation's DJ Jazzy J, Ruben began to learn about hip-hop production. By 1983, the two had produced It's Yours for Bronx rapper T. Rock and released it on their independent label Def Jam Records. Producer Arthur Baker helped to distribute the record worldwide on Baker Streetwise Records in 1984. Jazzy J introduced Ruben to concert promoter, artist manager Russell Simmons, and then the Grill Club, and Ruben explained he needed help getting Def Jam off the ground. Simmons and Ruben edged out Jazzy J, and the official Def Jam record label was founded while Ruben was attending New York University in 1984. Their first record release was LL Cool J's I Need a Beat. Ruben went on to find more hip-hop acts outside of the Bronx, Brooklyn, and Harlem, including rappers from Queens, Staten Island, and Long Island, which eventually led to Def Jam signing of Public Enemy. Ruben was instrumental in pointing the members of the Beastie Boys away from their punk roots and into rap, resulting in the exit of Kate Schellenbach from the group. In 1985's Rock Hard, Part Is Getting Rough, Beastie Groove EP by the Beastie Boys, which came out on the success of Ruben's production work and breakthrough act Run DMC, of which previous recordings were produced by Russell Simmons and Orange Crush's musician Larry Smith. His productions were characterized by occasionally fusing rap with heavy rock. Ruben tapped Adam Dubin and Rick Manello to co-direct the music video for the Beastie Boys You Gotta Fight for Your Right to Party and No Sleep Till Brooklyn, effectively launching the band's mainstream hip-hop careers. It was the idea of Ruben's friend Sue Cummings, an editor at Spin Magazine, to have Run DMC and Aerosmith collaborate on a cover of Aerosmith's Walk This Way. This 1986 production is often credited with, is often credited with both introducing rap, hard rock to mainstream ears and revitalizing Aerosmith's career. In 1986, he worked with Aerosmith again on demos for their forthcoming album, but their collaboration ended early and resulted in only rough studio jams. In the same year, Ruben began his long musical partnership with Slayer, producing Rain in Blood, considered a classic of the heavy metal genre. This was the first work with a bet this was his first work with a metal band. In 1997, the Colt released their pivotal third album, Electric. Produced by Ruben, the album remains one of the Colt's trademark and classic works. Ruben will later work with the Colt again for their single, The Witch, in 1992. Ruben is credited as music supervisor in the movie Less Than Zero and is the producer of its soundtrack. Ruben portrayed a character based on himself in the 1995 hip-hop motion picture Crush Groove, which was inspired by the early days of Russell Simmons' career as an artist management and music producer. He then directed and co-wrote the Rick Manillo, a second-run DMC film, Tougher Than Leather, in 1988. In 1988, Ruben and Simmons went their separate ways after Ruben had a falling out with then-Def Jam president Lear Cohen. Ruben left for Los Angeles to start Def American Recordings, while Simmons remained at Def Jam in New York. In Los Angeles, Ruben signed a number of rock and heavy metal acts, including Danzig, Masters of Reality, 
Reality, The Four Horsemen, and Wolfsbane, as well as alternative rock group The Jesus and Mary Chain and stand-up comedian Andrew Dice Clay. Though Rubin's work at this time was mainly focused on rock and metal, he still retained a close association with rap, signing the Ghetto Boys and continuing to work with Public Enemy, LL Cool J, and Run DMC, among others. Rubin had originally given his new label the name of Deaf American Recordings. In 1993, Rubin found that the word deaf had been accepted into the standardized dictionary and held an actual funeral for the word, complete with casket, a grave, celebrity mourners, and a eulogy from the Reverend Al Sharpton. Deaf American became American Recordings. In regard to this, he stated, when advertisers in the fashion world co-opted the image of hippies, a group of the original hippies in San Francisco literally buried the image of the hippie. When deaf went from street lingo to mainstream, it defeated its purpose. The first major project on the renamed label was Johnny Cash's American Recording, a record including six cover songs and new material written by others for Cash at Rubin's request. The album was a critical and commercial success and helped revive Cash's career following a fallow period. The formula was repeated for five more Cash albums, Unchained, on which Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers served as the backing band, Solitary Man, The Man Comes Around, the last album released before Cash's death, A Hundred Highways, and Ain't No Grave. The Man Comes Around earned a 2003 Grammy for Best Male Country Vocal Performance, Give My Love to Rose, and a nomination for Best Country Collaboration with Vocals, Bridge Over Troubled Water with Fiona Apple. Rubin introduced Cash to Nine Inch Nails' Hurt, and the resulting cover version of it on The Man Comes Around would become a defining song of Cash's later years. Rubin also produced two of Joe Strummer's final songs, Long Shadow, a song Strummer wrote for Cash to record, although he never did, and a cover of Bob Marley's Redemption Song. Both songs were released on Strummer's final album, Street Court, which was released after his death. Rubin also produced a version of Redemption Song with Strummer and Cash together, which was featured in Cash's posthumous box set, Unearth. Rubin also produced a number of records for other artists, which were released on labels other than American. Arguably, his biggest success as producer came from working with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, with whom Rubin produced six studio albums from 1991 to 2011, starting with the band's fifth release, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which launched the band to mainstream success thanks to its hit singles, Give It Away and Under the Bridge. The six albums with the Chili Peppers also spawned 12 number one singles on the Billboard Alternative Songs chart, a record the band, as of 2015, still holds. Various awards, including 16 Grammy nominations with six wins, with a Producer of the Year Grammy Award for 2006's Stadium Arcadium, which also nominated for Album of the Year. The band has sold over 80 million records worldwide, most of which have been through sales of the Rubin-produced albums. Various members of the Chili Peppers have also been used on other projects by Rubin. After 24 years of working with Rubin, the band announced in late 2014 that they would be working with another producer on their 11th studio album. He also produced Mick Jagger's 1993 Wandering Spirit album, Lord of Acid's 1994 Voodoo album, Tom Petty's 1994 Wildflowers, ACDC's 1995 Ball Breaker, Donovan's 1996 Sutras, System of a Down's 1998 album System of a Down, Metallica's 2008 Death Magnetic, and 2005 Rubin executive produced Shakira's two album project Oral Fixation Volume 1 and 2. He was also to appear on Talib Kweli's album Eardrum, Clips' album Till the Casket Drops, and Little John's album Crunk Rock. Rubin also produced the Jay-Z track 99 Problems and was featured in the song's music video. He also worked with Eminem on the song and music video for Berserk. Rick Rubin produced Black Sabbath's 2013 album 13 and Billy Corgan's comeback solo album Ugalala. In May 20 in May 2007, Rubin was named co-head of Columbia Records. Rubin co-produced Linkin Park's 2007 album Minutes to Midnight with Mike Shinoda. Rubin and Shinoda have since co-produced the band's 2010 album, A Thousand Sons, and their June 2012 release, Living Thing. In 2007, Rubin won the 
Grammy Award for Producer of the Year for Non-Classical for his work with the Dixie Chicks, Michael Kranz, Red Hot Chili Peppers, U2, Green Day, and Johnny Cash, released in 2006. Ruben won the award again in 2009 for production work for Metallica, Neil Diamond, Hours, Jacob Dylan, and Weezer in 2008. In 2007 and 2012, Ruben won the Grammy Award for the Album of the Year. The former was for his work for the Dixie Chicks album Taken the Long Way, and the latter came from his contributions to Adele's album 21. Ruben left Columbia in 2012 and revived American recordings imprint through a deal with Republic Records. The first albums released under the new deal were ZZ Top's La Futura and the Avett Brothers' The Carpenter. Ruben attempted to record a cover album of the Crosby, Stills, and Nash in 2012, but the brief sessions were ultimately unsuccessful. Graham Nash went on to describe the sessions as irritable and not a great experience. In July 2021, Rick Rubin signed with Endeavor Content to further develop his home studio, Shangri-La Recording Studios. Rubin is a fan of professional wrestling and had a lifetime subscription tickets to the World Wrestling, Found World wrestling Federation's monthly events at Madison Square Garden throughout the 70s and 80s. Rubin has cited Roddy Piper and Ric Flair as influences in his work and promotion. Rubin has said that the professional wrestling heels were hugely influential in the development of the Beastie Boys. The idea of being bad guy rappers saying really outlandish things in interviews that all came from the love of pro wrestling, Rubin said. Rubin financially backed Jim Cornette's Smoky Mountain Wrestling for most of its run from 91 to 95. Rubin has a chapter giving advice in Tim Ferriss's book, Tools of Titans. In addition, he gives advice on creativity on his Instagram account. Rubin was featured as one of Supreme's photo tees during their fall winter 2021 collection. The tee came in seven different colorways and featured Rubin in a meditative sitting position while wearing the brand's iconic box logo t-shirt. Now let's go over his filmography. Crush Groove in 1995 as himself, Tougher Leather in 1998 as Vic Farentine. He was the writer and director as well. Men Don't Leave in 1990 as Craig. Funky Monks in 1991 as himself. Fade to Black in 2004 as himself. Dixie Chicks, Shut Up and Sing in 2006 as himself. iTunes Originals, Red Hot Chili Peppers in 2006 as himself. Running Down a Dream in 2007 as himself. The Making of Minutes to Midnight in 2007 as himself. The Meeting of a Thousand Suns in 2010 as himself. Inside Living Things in 2012 as himself. Sound City in 2013 as himself. Making 13 in 2013 as himself. Foo Fighters, Sonic Highways TV Miniseries in 2014 as himself. I Am Johnny Cash Documentary 2016 as himself. Ovita Making an Album in 2017 as himself. May It Last, A Portrait of the Abbott Brothers in 2017 as himself. The next guest needs no introduction with David Letterman, episode 4, in 2018 as himself. Shangri-La, 2019, 4 episodes as himself. McCartney, 321, in 2021, 6 episodes as himself. He has been nominated for 18 Grammys, winning 9, including the following. 1998's Best Country Album for Unchained by Johnny Cash, 2007's Record of the Year with Not Ready to Make Nice by the Dixie Chicks, also 2007's Best Country Album and Album of the Year for Taking the Long Way by the Dixie Chicks, and 2007's Best Rock Album for Stadium Arcadium by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Also that year, he was nominated for Album of the Year with Stadium Arcadian, Future Sex Love Sounds, and the winner, Taking the Long Way. He won in 2007 and 2009 for Producer of the Year, Non-Classical. In 2012, he won Album of the Year for Adele's 21, the best rock album in 2021 for the new Abnormal by The Strokes. Rick Rubin has produced for most everyone. I can't possibly go over every track or album, but I will hit the more important ones and albums he's executive produced. LL Cool J's Radio, Run DMC's Raising Hell, Beastie Boys Ready to Ill, Public Enemies, Yo, Bum Rush the Show, and It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back, Run DMC's Tougher Than Leather, LL Cool J's Walking with a Panther, and Andrew Dice Clay's Dice, All in the 80s, The Black Crow's Shake Your Money Maker, The Ghetto Boys, The Ghetto Boys, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, Sir Mix-a-Lot's Mac Daddy, Mick Jagger's Wandering Spirit, Messiah's 21st Century Jesus, Johnny Cash's American Recording in Unchained, Every Slayer Album, Every Sir Mix-a-Lot Album, System of a Down, System of the Down, Every Tom Petty and Heartbreakers Album of that decade, Cheryl Crow's The Global Sessions, Red Hot Chili Peppers' Californication, and Mr. Hankey's Christmas Classics all in the 1990s. Macy Gray's The ID, The Jayhawks' 
rainy day music, to my surprises, to my surprise, Jay-Z's 99 Problems, Man-Made Gods, Man-Made God, Lil John and the Eastside Boys Crunk Juice, T.H. White's More Than Before, Shakira's Oral Fixation 1 and 2, Neil Diamond's 12 Songs, Red Hot Chili Peppers Steady in Arcadia, Dixie Chicks Taking the Long Way, Justin Timberlake's Future Sex Love Sound, Linkin Park's Minutes to Midnight, Weezer's Red Album, Pete Yorn, Back and Forth, Brandy Carlisle, Give Up the Ghost, The Slayer Albums, The Abbott Brothers, I and Love and You, and Johnny Cash's Albums in the Early Odd, Josh Groban's Illuminations, Kid Rock's Born Free, Adele's 21, Metallica's Beyond Magnetic, Linkin Park's Albums, ZZ Top, La Futura, The Abbott Brothers, The Carpenter, Lena Del Rey's Paradise, Black Sabbath's 13, Kanye West's Jesus, Eminem's The Marshall Mathers LP 2, Lady Gaga's Art Pop, Ed Sheeran's X, Wu-Tang Clan's A Better Tomorrow, Kanye West's Life of Pablo, James Blake's The Color of Any, The Color in Anything, all of the Abbott Brothers albums this decade, Eminem's Revival, and Santana's Africa Speaks in 2010s. And in the 2020s, we've got The Strokes with The New Abnormal, Imagine Dragons' Mercury Act 1, and Red Hot Chili Peppers' Unlimited Love. Rick Rubin is like a god-level producer, mind, teacher. His work is some of the greatest music we have ever heard in our lives. He moves from rock to hip-hop and everything in between effortlessly. He's won many Grammys for his work, and honestly, he should have many more, especially for his work in the early Def Jam days. So I have to say sincerely, thank you Rick Rubin for everything you've contributed to hip-hop and music in general. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hip-Hop History. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review if possible. Thank you, and have a great day.